This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. I'm delighted to introduce you to our guest today on When Spirit Calls, Kim DeShane. Kim is an intuitive leadership coach and healer. She empowers women to lead and she guides them to unveil, activate, and orchestrate their inner power. Kim is an integrative mental health coach, national speaker, certified energy practitioner, and an educator with 13 years experience in the classroom. Through her journey with depression, suicidal thoughts, and burnout, Kim has learned that activating your feminine inner power is a key component to being a healthy, effective, positive, and influential leader. If women truly hope to make a lasting impact on the world, they must begin by activating their inner power. Kim is leading the way with her inner empowered method that revolves around one important truth. We are human beings, not human doings. Her work ignites women's minds, hearts, and energy by enabling them with the exact steps and tools they need to have a life that is full of calm, clarity, and confidence. Can't wait to spend this time with Kim. Oh my goodness, you guys, we're back again. And as you've just learned, we have a beautiful guest with us today. We have the lovely Kim DeShane here. Hello, Kim. Hello. Hi. So glad to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to hear from you today. I know that there's just going to be so much stuff that comes up to share with our audience today. So Kim, you know, of course, we want to know the story of what got you to where you are today. And this is the space where we really invite you to share, you know, how did spirit call you? You know, what did spirit do to nudge you along your pathway? So would you start us off, of course, just sharing your story and the things that you've been through so that we can really understand who Kim is? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm honored to do that. Um, I always say in my previous life, I was a school teacher. And so I taught for 13 years. And about 20 years ago, I completely burnt out from teaching. And from that, it just went into a depression. And I really, you know, I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell my principal because I didn't want anyone to know, right? And it's uh there wasn't a lot of, there's at least more so talk of it now, but at that time it was, it meant you were weak and that there was something wrong with you. And so I quit my teaching job um, at the end of the year, but I quit with no other job coming, Um, lived with my brother and sister-in-law for a while. And uh, I met my husband and, you know, life kind of continued on and I was feeling pretty good. And uh, anyway, went into, went back teaching, would get a knot in my stomach every time I drove up to the school, which I knew was the sign, right? This knot just telling me this is not where you're meant to be, Mm -hmm. but you just keep going. So I have uh, my first child and... All I can think about is that I can't wait for my second child so I can have more time off again for work. And I'm always like, what was I thinking, thinking that that time off, you know, having more kids is that 
<laughs> oh, I have more babies and I can get more maternity leave so I don't have to work. Yeah. <laughs> Little funny. Did you know you were creating more work? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I always laugh at that. Um, but after my second daughter was born, from there I went into postpartum depression. And that lasted for about nine years. And I went into what I call my deep, dark pit. I had suicidal thoughts. I was getting out of bed when my kids were three and one. I literally would get out of bed just to feed them. And they would be, you know, I'd have them set up with the television and then I'd go back to bed. And sometimes I would get up, you know, I'd be up and dressed by the time my husband would get home, sometimes not. And so, you know, it really, it was a, it was just a journey for me. And luckily I had an amazing support system. I had my husband and I started, you know, I decided to get help. So I saw psychologists, psychiatrists, energy healers, naturopath doctors, my own doctor, I did everything. And I slowly did climb out of that deep, dark pit. And my huge aha moment from spirit was actually about 2015. And I was actually helping my daughter at that time. And she was having a panic attack. And so I just remember I was sitting on her bed and I was holding her. And this voice came to me and it said, this is why you had to go through what you did so you can help her and others heal. Hmm. And that was it. That was the shift. And so my whole life just took a whole change. I Energy healing for me throughout my depression was huge in that it helped me level off enough so I could really implement strategies to help me feel better. And so I became an energy healer. I became a practitioner in body talk and access bars. I opened up my own healing business. And what I really noticed was that People who started to come to me, they didn't just want the energy healing, but they wanted to talk. They wanted to share their story. And so I went and became a certified integrative mental health coach. And and then the more people I saw, it was just hard on my heart that, you know, I started to see patterns. And this is a Kim stat, I call it, that I believe... 80% of depression, anxiety, and burnout are preventable. And that it is a societal problem that we have. And so I started pre- working on prevention. What if we could stop ourselves from going into this spiral, into these deep, dark pits? Yes. And um, and really, you know, I really connected with women because I think that, you know, we just have a different outlook. And because I, I teach a lot about masculine and feminine, feminine energy, and you know our world is very masculine energy, yeah. and that doesn't mean that it's male energy, right? It's that very do do do, and that is where we find our value. And um, so I just really started working with women, and then women leaders in leadership roles. Number one, so that they can stay in those leadership roles, so that they can become the ripple effect. Because they're the ones that are with the people, right? So that we can start really embracing our feminine energy, the traits that we have, you know, that God has given us that we need that being, that presence so that we can prevent all of this. And I truly believe, you know, the Dalai Lama said that the Western woman is going to save the world. Mm -hmm. And 
I believe that. But right now we're um, we're stuck in some muddy water and we need some help. And so that's what I do now. I work with um, my company, Inner Powered Leaders, and I work with women in leadership roles so that they can really sit at those important tables without the burnout, the overwhelm, the anxiety. Oh my goodness. So I, I want to kind of crack this open even more because I think that this topic of the go, 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 the do, 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 that energy is, it is starting to shift, but we absolutely need more of us to step into that. And, you know, you mentioned in your story that you talked about like back in the teaching day, like to tell anybody that you were burnt out, to tell anybody that it wasn't working for you was like, you know, we didn't talk about it. But even now, there's so much fear that's showing up about this. People still are seeing it as weakness. And um, I've, I've witnessed it with friends and, and family, people who were in their job, supposed to be the dream job or the best job ever because they're making all this money or what have you, and they're miserable. And they decide to go on a stress leave. And then the stress leave actually is even more stressful because they have to go through this process of getting interrogated, I'm going to call it, of having to go talk to this person and then do this and then do this. And so our system is broken because when someone goes on stress leave, it should be that container of helping and supporting and nourishing them back to their full state or full potential. And instead, it actually tears them down even more. And so I'm so glad that you're here as this spokesperson, because there's so many people that are out there, and they're struggling with that. And so this gives them an opportunity to know there are people like you that can work with other entrepreneurs, leaders that can help them along the way. So I wanted to bring that piece to the surface. Um, the thing that interests me the most about all of this is that you mentioned that Western woman is going to save the world. And I think we're, we're getting to that precipice where we're starting to step in fully and we're starting to speak our truth. And I think that's what it really comes to. So Kim, how did you come to a point where you actually were able to speak your truth or to get the help that you needed. And I know you shared the story about being with your daughter and she was having a panic attack and you're thinking, well, if I can't get my stuff figured out, then she's going to be in a lot of trouble. I better do something. And what a beautiful, you know, shift in perspective. But how did you find the courage to do that and to ask for the help and say, I'm not okay? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Um, I think that it actually... It just, and I'm going to say I was guided to do this too, right? But it all happened the way it was supposed to. I had a friend come over for a play date for our, you know, three-year-olds and one-year-olds. A friend who, I I won't even say more of a acquaintance. Kids were the same age, right? We're just going to have tea and we're sitting on the couch. And she's like, how are you? Mm. And so someone asked me, Uh, how are you? Mm. And I broke down. Wow. And I said, I'm not good. Right. And she is now one of my best friends. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, you know, she then stepped up and she was like, okay, well, tomorrow I'll watch your kids and you're going to go to the doctor. And 
I hadn't told my husband the where it really all was yet. Yeah. And so that encouraged me to do that. And I think that, you know, you just continue to have this passion to live. I mean, we all have this. And so I was lucky enough to still continue to do that even when I got into my deep, dark pit. And even, you know, when I had some suicidal thoughts, I I was always supported during that time. And so I just kept asking for help. And I think that's why I kept, I saw so many different modalities, psychologists, psychiatrists, right? I was on to antidepressants and it just was like, I need to keep going and try everything. And those people were there when I thought I was out of hope. You know, my psychologist was like, no, you still have hope, right? So those people were there. And so I think that it's just voicing that, number one, ask people how they are and really have the time to hear what they're saying. And then we all need, and this is part of that feminine energy, is that we need to learn to be vulnerable. And and the more we talk about it, we are not alone. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you've never felt this way, even, you know, even a bit depressed or sad or lonely, you know, you're probably, you're not the norm. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that I was just, you know, someone asked and when I really completely broke down, it was like, okay, I need help. And I just kept moving forward. I actually really love this because I think sometimes we ask, oh, how's it going? Or how how are you doing? But we we don't give any real um, space to be held to actually get an honest response. And so this one piece in particular, Kim, I think is so invaluable for people just to say, how are you doing? But how are you really doing? Yes. And so this is for you, audience. How are you really doing? And so that question to me, what I saw in my mind was like the floodgates opened for you. You know, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm safe to be seen here. And you know, I think the more that we as leaders uh, can stand in that and open the floodgates for others by allowing them to be safely seen and heard is I think this is the way that we are really going to change the world. And it's not just for females either. This is for the men too, because I see the men going through it actually even more so because they are inundated with how the masculine needs to show up. And so us as women being willing to step into this truth and to be vulnerable, it's almost like we're saying, hey, you have permission to be vulnerable too. And I think that is magic. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, you talked about your your stat, 80%, the Kim stat. I love it. You know, I would even argue it's probably even higher than that. Yeah. All of this is preventable. And so I would love to know what are your top three prevention tips to not get to burnout, to not, you know, find yourself in that state, that deep, dark place of despair. Mm-hmm. Sure. Number one, pause. The pause. The pause. The pause. And, you know, the pause can be for five seconds. The pause can be for one minute. A pause can be for 10 minutes, but whatever. There are no rules for the pause. 
And this is not, you know, I sometimes I, I use the word meditation and then many people are like, oh, can't meditate. I don't know. So <laughs> it's not meditating. That's what I say. It's not meditating. It's the pause. We need to learn to pause and, um, you know, take a deep breath. And so I have, I don't know if I can see it right now, but I have a sticky that says the pause. And, you know, with one of the ladies that was part of my mastermind, she actually put her, I, I challenged people to put up a sticky somewhere so that when they saw it and it said pause, that they stopped and took one breath. That was it. One breath. And everyone can do that. Everyone can find time to do one breath. And so she put it on the outside of her door at work and on the inside. And she was a director of her company. And she said that at first she was worried, like, what am I, um, what am I going to tell people? And I'm like, hmm, you're going to role model for them, right? And so they came. They're like, oh, what's the pause? She says, oh, it's just for me to take a breath, refocus, so then I can take a clearer step forward. And so, you know, it can be, it can be for anything, but just the pause is number one. Absolute gold. And I know it might be sounding so simple to people, but I'm telling you, we don't do it often enough. And it is a practice to pause through the day. And I reference this as grace. So when I'm struggling and I'm in the thick of it, I oftentimes will say grace. And then it's like, I feel the pause. I take a breath. And it just, it gets me grounded and refocused because we are so busy and overwhelmed, overstimulation everywhere, right? Yes. So we can't access our divine truth if we're busy buzzing around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you've hit the nail on the head with this being a first thing is just to pause, even if it's just one breath. So I love this. Thank you. Yeah. All right, what's next? Now, okay. Number two, I would say is accept, acceptance. Uh, well, that means that you accept, number one, who you are and where you are in the situation at that moment. And so acceptance does not mean you agree with it. Acceptance means that you know that whatever it is, you accept it as it is because you don't have power over it. You don't have control over it. Yep. Right. And so it's, it can be part of the pause, right? And those words, it is what it is. And so I was just, I actually just had a call with a client and she said, I've just learned it is, but it is, but, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> but it's going. It is what it is. And sometimes that it, it is really hard for us to do that. But I'll give you a quick example of this within my anxiety. So when I was really high, high anxiety, I would have to talk myself through like going to town. You know, my husband would be driving. We'd go see people. I'd have to do self-talk on to what am I going to do when I get there? You know, we don't have to stay a long time. Da, 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 da. And I got to a point where I was getting really angry. Why do I have to do this? Why? What's wrong with me? Why am I... Like, I'm so tired of having to do this self-talk, right? And then all of a sudden it was like, well, Kim, you have anxiety. I'm just going to accept that I have anxiety and this is what works for me. And instantly this weight was lifted. It's like, oh, hey, why am I fighting this? I I have this. It's out of my control at this moment. So then acceptance allows us 
then to decide what's the next best step forward from where we are. Yes. So that would be number two. Okay. I I love this for number two. I think it's a powerful one because so many of us are digging our heels in with whatever is happening, right? The things like you said that are out of our control and we get all worked up and we get all swept into this undercurrent of whatever it is, whether it's anger or, or fear or whatever. And this acceptance actually gives us freedom, doesn't yes, it? It does. Love. And it stops that spiraling and the overthinking. Oh, yeah. It should have been this way and it should have been this. And, it yeah. should, and you know, it's it's interesting because I just saw it in my daughter the other day and she was so worked up because she's missed a few days of school. She's been really sick. And so she was all worked up like going back to school is going to be so hard and it's going to be a little. And she really, I don't know how she did it, but she had come to acceptance this morning and she was determined to go to school and to, you know, connect with her friends and to catch up on homework. And she had come to acceptance. So before when she was digging her heels in, all oh, the suffering, right? We we forget that we create our own suffering. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? By like resisting what is, right? Um, and that brings to the surface actually a reminder, um, Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. It's a wonderful book really around acceptance. It is. Absolutely it is. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Okay. Number three on the list. Let's hear Number that. three is listen to your heart. Listen to your, you know, and we can call this our intuition, our inner wisdom, source, whatever you want, right? But, and it's not, and the heart is the basis, but it, it's your whole body, right? Listening to this. And, and I always say it's as simple sometimes as that pause, and listening to what's happening. And sometimes it's your body just saying, I'm hungry because you haven't fed me in six hours, mm-hmm. right? This doesn't happen, you know, or maybe it's my heart telling me that teaching is not for me. And so I really, for me, um, listening to my heart, my intuition, you know, I'm very light and heavy um, feeling. So if I'm feeling heavy, if I have the knot in my stomach, I know that's a no for me, Right. Whereas if it's light, then that is a yes. And so making these decisions in our life, when we push ourselves always with that knot in our stomach, that's when we get sick. That's because we're not listening. And that might be mentally, physically, or spiritually, whatever that looks like. But it's just so important that we start to listen to our body. And I went to a counselor once, and or more of an energy healer, and she told me that our heart tells us our path and it's up to our mind to tell us how to get what our heart wants. Mm. uh, So I encourage us to really just listen to your body because it has the answer. And when we don't listen to it, that's when burnout happens. All straight. When we're not connecting to that. Yes. So this piece about listening to our heart, I want to bring to the surface the challenge of discernment because, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, well, I don't know, is is like, is it my head or is it my heart or like what's going on there? And they kind of get caught in this like back and forth and they they get stuck making decisions or being able to move forward. So what are the things that you do to 
increase your awareness about like whether or not that is coming from the heart or whether that's a head thing? Do you have any like little tricks that you use to ensure that it really is coming from the place of spirit or the place of the heart and not coming in from some outside source? Because that seems to be a challenge, I know, for a lot of people that I see. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I'm going to go back to the pause. It's kind of a circle. Yes. Right? If you're questioning it, you need to pause more Uh and and listen. Yeah. And then you need to leave it. Because sometimes then we get stuck in that hole, right? And it's like, okay, write it down, come back to it another time that pause and and bring it again but a lot of times uh, people especially if it's a well everyone deals with their intuition differently but a lot of times if you start to go in your head and question it it's probably the right answer (laughs) as soon as we go to our head right it starts we start making up reasons or why isn't this doesn't make sense because that's what happens a lot right is our body is telling something that doesn't always make sense and so um i would just really and you need to practice it so you listen practice with smaller decisions Mm. practice with food is this food should i eat this or this today try that right you don't have to make the big decisions of should i take this job or buy this house the first time you start practicing listening to your body right it can be really small things even what clothes what color do i love the best right really and trying it out and see what happens with your body and just be aware i love this idea of just practicing right and practicing on things that maybe aren't as big as a job change or a move or something, but the simple things, right? And this is something that comes up a lot because, you know, people are like, well, I'm not intuitive and I'm not really that connected. Have you ever practiced it? Right? It's just like someone saying, well, I'll, I'll never be a musician. Well, have you ever tried to play an instrument? You know, it's like, so I love that energy of practice. I really can appreciate that. Um, And I want to extend that to remind people that it is consistency that really makes a difference as well. Uh, And you talked about going back to the circle and going back to pausing again. If you're having trouble and you're finding you're battling between the heart and the head, you know, to go back to pausing. And I think this is brilliant advice because many times there's things that are happening beyond what we are aware of behind the scenes. There's energy things going on and things coming into place, if you will. And so sometimes if we can't make a clear decision, the best thing is to just step back and not make the decision. Sometimes not making the decision is the decision. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so this is so brilliant that you brought this to the surface because I think this is a great opportunity for people to recognize that like, oh, wait a second. Okay. I don't have to force a decision here. I can step back and I can let the true answer come to me. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? But yet we get so caught in the hamster wheel and the battle ensues and then we're stuck in that space. Well, we're paralyzed then. So table it, put it in the parking lot, we say, you know, put it somewhere over there for now. We can go back to it later. And usually you get your answers in just stepping back from it, right? So right. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. So, so good. Okay. So we've given some really great tips, pause, acceptance, and really learning to listen to your spirit or listen to your heart or whatever that is, as well as a few tools to help us in discernment. As you've been moving along this journey, you know, you've picked up all of these wonderful gifts and these tools and things along the way. What do you think is one of the things that you um, have gained the most in terms of your own wisdom and knowledge? Like what's the one thing that really stands out for you in terms of like the game changer or the aha or the epiphany? Is there anything in particular that really stands out for you that just said, oh my gosh. I mean, aside from asking, how are you? Because that was a pretty big one too. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that you are not alone. Uh, yes. We're not alone. We're not alone. And um, we can't do hard things alone. And I think that, you know, our uh, society has taught us that independence means being stronger and better and um and it's not and so we're losing our communities we're losing that connection and so i i want people to know that whatever struggle you're going through right and for me that was it too was i am not alone i am not alone within my own heart within my connection to spirit but i'm also not alone in feeling what i'm feeling i am not there are millions of other people but we don't share it sometimes to know that. And so that would be one of my big learnings. I think that's powerful. And I think that whoever's listening today probably needs to hear that, that they are not alone. And this is why we have these conversations. This is why we share our stories so that right. we can come back to that deep sense of connection. I am so glad that you took time to come and connect with me today. This has been so fun. And, you know, I um, I think that we've just got so much to share here that everyone's got some golden nuggets to take away from our talk today. So thank you. Thank you. So, Kim, if someone's sitting there listening and they're like, oh, my God, she's my person or, yeah, I'm feeling a bit alone and I need some help in going through what I'm going through and finding my inner power. Yes. What can they do to find you or reach you? What have you got in store for them? Yeah, for sure. Well, if you want to find me, you know, I'm on Facebook, Kim DeShane, LinkedIn, Kim DeShane, and um, innerpoweredleaders.com is my website. And um, yeah, if, if anyone would like to, you know, I would love to offer, I have a free masterclass that really will dive in deeper to that acceptance that control and that listening to our heart and it's called um the secrets to being a powerful professional woman in leadership and so i you know i will give you that you have that link and so you know people can sign up and that's a free master class that um i think you will get so many more golden nuggets from also oh beautiful so that will be in the show notes for all of you listeners today so watch for that take advantage of that kim it has been a real treat and joy thank you so much for sharing your story uh as you were saying it i was like oh yeah i've been there been there been there so (laughs) so of course we're not alone as you said right oh my gosh it has been a real treat thank you so much for joining us on when spirit calls 
Thanks so much. Bye. Me. Thank you. Bye. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.